Okay, I started recording. So here we go. Sit tight. Fantastic Forum. Assemble. You listen to Fantastic Forum, All Games Radio's premier comic book show, and your live weekly show about comic books. We are the Fantastic Forum, coming to you live and direct from All Games Studio Los Angeles. Hope you're having a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, or night, as the case may be, depending on where you are in the world. And if you're not, you just stick with us. We'll help you take it up a notch. Yeah, the usual suspects in the building on Skype. He is our riddle inside of an enigma trapped in Chinese finger cuffs. You don't know him. You love him anyway. He's our silent assassin, Jay. Hello. Next, you have the backbone, the pillar, the strength of Fantastic Forum, our nine vulnerable brawler and resident strongman, Moses Magnum. I'd like to welcome our new listeners from Japan. Hello. I don't know how to say that in Japanese, but I would if I could. Konnichiwa. There you go. Moses was on it. Uh, also on the line. Spe- special. No- notice I didn't say hero. I did notice that. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> Even though somehow you found a way to sneak it in. <laughs> that would have been terrible if I would have said that. Exactly. Also, special invited guest, uh, uh, per- perpetual help to the forum, none other than All Games' very own, Tiger Claw, is today's fourth member of the forum. Hello, Tiger And Claw. your backup plan. In case something And our wrong. backup plan. There yeah. it is. Ti- Tiger Claw's our safety net. Yep. Exactly. Mm-hmm. As for myself... My name is Lawrence Young. They call me Mary Young. Welcome to Fantastic Forum. Uh, we got a great show for you today. Because we're going to be bringing you uh, a review of Sabrina the Teenage Witch number one. We're going to be bringing you uh, your, your Doom Patrol uh, recap. We're also... I think we also have a... Mm-hmm. For you. 
Mm-hmm. 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 And, of course, whatever else it is that you all want to talk about, and we'll tell you how to do that in just a moment. But first, we want to make sure that we thank Mr. Scott Rubin, All Games Radio, the All Games Radio Network, and, of course, you all, the All Games community, for allowing us this time, equipment, opportunity, ability to talk about this medium that we love oh so much, which are comic books. We also like to thank our sponsor, Jeffrey's Comics. Jeffrey's is LA's in the South Bay's best comic book store. You can get all your comic book needs met there. All you got to do is give them a call at 310-538-3198. Go ahead and do it. They're open right now if you like. Uh, you can go ahead and let them know Fantastic Forum sent you. If you buy three graphic novels, they're going to give you a fourth one for free. So do it. Do it. If you want to get down with Fantastic Forum, we've got a few different ways for you to do that. Uh, you can go ahead and jump uh, onto Skype. It's working. Fantastic forum on Skype. We will go ahead and uh, bring you on. You will be the fifth member of Fantastic Forum. And last but definitely not least, we have the All Games chat room. Chat.allgames.com. Allgames.com slash chat. We'll take your comments directly out of chat and bring them into the show. Such as insert witty chat comment here, which would usually be from Tiger Claw, but Tiger Claw's here with us. So, uh, I'm just going to go with DC Nate. Video game night tomorrow. Thanks, DC Nate. I don't think I don't think he's talking about us. No, he's also talking about Lady Gaga HQ time. Well, there you go. See? So, as, we, as you can see, DC's Nate's, DC Nate's interests align with our own. Because we were just talking before before we went on air, we were talking about video game night at Lady Gaga HQ, right? Right. I mean, I was, but I wasn't talking to you. Lady Gaga gaming. <laughs> Lady Gaga's now gaming. Lady Lady Gaga. Look, Lady Gaga does it all, man. Lady Gaga gaming night at Gaga HQ. I feel like Gaga Lady Gaga's headquarters should have a better name than Gaga HQ. Hmm. I don't know. She calls she calls her fans monsters, right? Yeah, little monsters. Little monsters. Okay. So oh, where I do little she, monsters I, hang out? That's what she called her fans. I mean, I thought she would use some sort of like cutesy little name, like maybe they call them baby gagas or something. You know, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like I hear that. Gaga, I hear what you're trying to do there, Gaga fans. fans. Right, because it's like it's like baby language. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't. I'm not sure that that's what she's going for, but I could see why you would do that, though. But no, no. Yeah, I mean, Beyonce has. I, I, I would be so, little uh, little monsters is cute, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like little monsters are cute. Like if there was like a a chibi Godzilla anime, you we would all watch that. Right? Well, you you didn't watch uh, Gone. What? The little dinosaur cartoon? What? Which dinosaur cartoon is gone? The one that where he doesn't talk. It was a Japanese comic. Wait, is it a comic or a cartoon? Well, it's both, but you didn't watch the cartoon or read the comic, so. Hmm. Yeah, I don't I know. I know Joe did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Did you watch was the cartoon? Oh, well, he doesn't have Netflix. Was it cute, Joe? Yeah. I don't know if it's the same. 
because dinosaurs also, are animals. Also, the little monster sucks. Wait, what? The movie Little Monsters sucks. Oh, I, I like it. <laughs> what what movies Little Monsters? The one with Howie Mandel and Fred Savage. With Fred Savage. Uh, Little Monsters. I. I, I or they travel I like the they they travel the monster realm like by going under the bed. Oh, you know what? I do remember that. Man, that was a long time ago though. I was, which I should have known when you said Fred Savage and Howie Mandel. Like, yeah. when's the last time either one of them have been in a movie? Especially you're like you're checking box office mojo for when it came out. Little mon- no. I I typed I typed in the Google search Little Monsters and there's a movie called Little Monsters, but it's not. That, yeah, that's what that we're talking about. Um, a movie. Oh, it's a different Little Monsters movie. Yeah, it's it's from yeah, 1989. Who's in it? Uh, who's in it? I'm, I'm, let me open the IMDb page of it. Uh, okay, take your time. <laughs> what? Why do you Savage not feel like this is the movie? It's Fred Savage that's in it. <laughs> oh shit! Fred oh, Savage, really? Howie Mandel. Who, who else? Daniel oh Sturman. my god! Two movies with the exact same cast. Oh, I thought you were talking about the TV show, a TV show called Little Monsters. Oh. No, we said a movie. Okay, so there you have it, uh, Little Monsters. It's an actual movie. <laughs> Thanks, Tiger Claw. Verify. There it is. Tiger Claw says, "Trust but verify." Um. Howie Mandel's yeah. OCD just got cured because Tiger Claw gave him legitimacy. <laughs> yeah, too bad he's still Indeed. a germophobe. Or whatever. You know, <laughs> Howie Mandel's not that bad, though. Like, I mean, I know, like, it's interesting because, like, I got, I've got the opportunity to meet him when he was, like, in a comfortable environment. And he like he seems very like he doesn't seem like a come across as a germaphobe at all, even though like you know he might be dealing with a whole bunch of people that he doesn't know or anything like yeah. that. It's like you know maybe it's just about when he's more out in the world where he can't control that environment, you know. Yeah, but you know with with the right amount, well, him with his success and, and celebrity, almost everything can be controlled more or less. You know, like he is he can have his hotel rooms like sanitized you know right right so yeah, he, he probably, there's very little there's very little like uncontrolled environments for him he probably he probably no. comes with buttloads of purell wherever he goes he just maybe. drinks it yeah maybe <laughs> but anyway um yeah. yeah welcome to the show so um yeah we did all of our housekeeping right yeah so you can should... figure out the computer Larry. Dude, I I the the butt wasn't working right. The which is butt is the the program that we use to broadcast. Just for those that don't know, it wasn't working right. Not sure. I, I'm using I'm using it right well, now and it's I, working I, fine. You, well, yeah, but you're not using it on the computer. I'm using it on Tiger Claw. <laughs> it's like and so trust me, I know so it's it, me. Like I I know I probably have a setting wrong or something. But I didn't have enough time to figure it out, so that's why I was like, "Okay, well, let's just go with what we know for a second, and you know, we'll, we hopefully we can broadcast next week, and uh, you know, we'll have." Uh, Once you get those now, Oz, Oz is, yeah. Shout, yeah, exactly. Shout out to Oz. Oz 
is not going to be here today, right? No. Okay, yeah, but next un- week. That's a, yeah, that's unfortunate it. because he's your go-to guy for all things DC, and with uh, we have to address the elephant in the room. Uh, is anyone here? You and this fucking Shazam elephant. The elephant. <laughs> I, you, know, you know what I'm talking about. Has anyone in this room seen Shazam? Oh, that's the elephant. I have not seen it. I was, I was, I went and uh, posted on Twitter to ask folks, you know, if they, what their opinions of it were over the weekend, and like, should I go ahead and, and check it out? And I'll tell you, man, the the responses I got didn't really compel me to go see that joint. Were, I, I were they mostly negative, or what, where were they? They weren't <laughs> negative. They were just ho hum. They were like really the the thing that like what the issue the main issue for me was is that DC movies have almost become like the polar opposite of Marvel movies in the sense that you know when you talk about comic book movies, people pretty much only compare the Marvel movies to each other. They don't even try to compare them to other comic book movies because they're just like, well, those movies are just better. They're on another level than all the rest of the comic book movies out there. And so it's not like you're saying like, oh, Ant-Man wasn't a good comic book movie in comparison to other movies. You're just like, ah, but it wasn't Winter Soldier. You know what I mean? Or it wasn't Avengers. You know, it's like people are comparing those movies to each other. And so they kind of scale like. The, the bar is higher for all the Marvel movies yeah, the because Mar- they have to be Mar- better There's than the no last com- few. There, yeah, there is no competition when you have Marvel movies around. I mean, there's no way they can top a Marvel movie ever. Now, now Shazam and DC movies are doing the opposite. Like People were comparing them to the other DC movies and they're like, oh man, it was a departure from all like the dark and gritty and you know, the like not the great, you know, not the the not so good stuff from before, and I'm it's, just like, yeah, it's you know, it's you're not re- even you're not even comparing yeah. it to like other comic book movies, saying like, oh it's, man, it was just as good reason, as you know. Yeah. It's reasons like that is the the reason why we're getting a Joker movie because they just they just want to do their own thing and not follow the status quo. No, wait, no, no. yeah, <laughs> like right. it's like you. You feel like like high class been waiting to use that line for weeks. <laughs> you feel well, like these well, you know trying to mean. carve out their own page or something. Yeah, well, what I, you know what I mean is that is is if Warner Brothers that's behind all this, they're a very director driven studio, and they just want the directors to do whatever the hell they want with their properties. They don't even give any flying f's about any DC property. <laughs> they, just, they just give it to anybody to do it. And they don't care how it how it'll turn out. That's why we got this Joker movie. You know, I finally arrived. He regurgitated something I've said before. <laughs> <laughs> but well, you know, Mo, I'm, I'm you still see... I'm still I'm still curious about the Joker movie, regardless. But you know, it's it's a thing now. Did did Word. you see? Did you see Shazam? <laughs> Bo? Uh, one of my clients said uh, I think about last week he did a poll on his Instagram stories asking his uh, people if I should watch Shazam and you know it was 
<laughs> yeah. You know, people that didn't even know me don't know my history with it. We're 50 50. Uh, then today he's like, hey, man, what do you got planned for tonight? I was cutting his hair and he's like, oh, I'm just nothing, man. Just just hanging out at the house. This was actually yesterday. I'm just hanging out at the house, going to have dinner with my wife, watch some TV, but nothing planned. He goes, oh, because uh, I got an extra ticket for Shazam for you. I'm like, oh, I'm busy. Sorry. Hilarious. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, you just said minute. you don't have anything to do. He wants me to go see it like to the point where he got an extra ticket <laughs> just in case I would go for free. And I'm like, uh, no, nah, I'm not. He goes, why not? I go, well, it's – I don't like the actor. I don't like the source material. I don't like the – uh, United Nations of like little orphan kids or whatever that comprise the other Marvel family. <clears throat> I don't want to see it. Like I don't like fake muscles. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't like the I don't like the being a kid in a stuck grown up body like motif. You know what I mean? I didn't like they did that in the comics either, you know? So, yeah. it's like, it's everything. They literally said, okay, let's get a, something Moses would like, but let's make it a way he won't like it. <laughs> you know what I mean? There it and is. It's like, they can't tell if they're in-universe or not in-universe with the rest of DC, so they set up plans for both. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I'm like, you know what? There I'd rather take some, 12 bucks and shove them up my fucking ass. There were some references to the overall DC universe in the movie. Via How some so? Newspaper, uh, via newspaper clippings or uh, right. the character of Freddy owning a, uh, a, uh, a, a, a piece of... Uh, that, uh, well, he owns a, uh, a bullet that was shot at Superman. That, that was crushed. So, yeah. he, so, he, so, so he has that. But then he also has like movie merchandise, right? He has a he has a batarang, but he said it's a replica. the The only thing that was real was the bullet that was used to hit Superman. But doesn't he wear like a, a shirt, like the promotional shirt for like Man he of Steel wear, or something? I think he wears a shirt for uh, Aquaman at some point. Yeah, so it's like he's wearing branded like merchandise, which means that it's a movie in his universe or something. I, and, and I don't want to spoil it. And it's but like there is a cameo. No, go ahead. Um, oh, okay. You want me to say? It? Okay, Superman makes a cameo. But here's the thing: you remember how they were talking about like uh, that they were trying they were trying to get Henry Cav- Cavill to to make a cameo in the movie, but but I I heard stories about some sort of uh, contract negotiation <coughs> dispute or something or scheduling conflict. I don't know which story is true. So so he couldn't yeah. film his cameo. So what they did is they shot him from the waist down. The camera the camera is set in a position where you could only see from the neck to uh, neck down, so you couldn't see his face. But, and you, so basically, they just got some guy in a suit wearing the same Superman suit, pretending to be Superman, 
and you hear that little, uh, you hear that Superman jingle, the little, you know, John Williams music at that moment. Okay. I don't, I won't tell you when you hear it. I, I won't tell you when you see that, that, that part. Oh, no, it, it's there. Thank you. Cause that, that would be, that would spoil it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, there are two, there are two after credit scenes. There's a mid credit scene and then there's a post credit scene. One sets up a uh, the possibility for a sequel. When I heard when I when I saw this po- uh, mid credit scene, I had to do a little bit of Google searching to find out what this was all about. And when I found out, it was pretty interesting, though very bizarre. But I would love to see the sequel tackle this because where they're going with this is going to be so weird. But. I hope they I hope they do it because it's just so absurd and so wacky. I mean, so way out there that they are even considering doing this if they do the sequel. I don't know if I should spoil My that. deal about this movie, Larry, uh, was I was thinking this while I was taking a shit earlier. Um, if you're going to get a guy and put fake muscles in it on him, like... Why not just get a better actor that looks a little, you know, more like a Captain Marvel type of guy or a superhero type of guy? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. John Hamm with fake muscles would have been a great Captain Marvel. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. John, John Hamm could have done. Well, I'm not. I haven't seen the movie, obviously, but I can't think of anything that Levi could do that Hamm couldn't. So yeah, that would be that would be yeah, it'd be an interesting like I would probably be more compelled to go see it just because it's like okay, well, what's John Hamm's take on Captain Marvel going to be? But I, it, if it was still the, like say the same script, I probably wouldn't like it much more. Yeah, no, well, I wouldn't want John Hamm to be like a, a kid in an adult's body either. I think that's but, one of the <clears throat> reasons they they got Levy too because they got that. That Van Wilder effect, you know the man, the grown man child. But vibe. but John Hamm as a child, like it, acting as a child in an adult's body, would have been more interesting. I don't know if you could pull that off because, I mean, him acting as a child. <laughs> oh, because he's know, not nearly hard. as good an actor as as Zachary Levy. I mean, I know John Hamm was once considered for the role of Batman. He's more better suited for that. Than Captain Marvel, Shazam, whatever. Have you ever seen anything with with John Hamm in it? Nope. But I know I know okay. the actor. Yeah, but if you haven't seen anything in it, you don't know what he's suited for. Yeah, you should you should watch him in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah, you would, or uh, you'd be able to see a, see that he could do that. Or the increasingly poor decisions of Todd Margaret. Those th- those sound like movies that I probably wouldn't be interested in, because you know my taste of movies right. are my my taste of movies yeah. are a, a certain genres. Not you know those are probably dramas or or something like that. You know I'm not into that stuff. <laughs> You're a regular Roger Ebert. I just like I uh, I just stick I just stick to the genre movies that I'm that I that I like. That I'm used to. 
Joe, did you see Shazam? Joe, Joe's Sorry, Joe? I said, did you see Shazam? No. Okay. Um, plans to see it? Yeah, definitely. Got it. Uh, you just you, didn't make it that. Yeah. If you're planning on going to see it, um, keep in mind that this weekend Hellboy comes out as well. So you might have to see both yeah. those movies. However, uh, Hellboy <laughs> isn't doing so hot in 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 the reviews for some reason. I don't know if you've seen. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen this, but Hellboy right now has a ten percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Ten <laughs> percent. So it went down. It was eleven percent earlier. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, now now it says eleven percent, but it's just I'm looking at the page here. It said ten on one side and eleven on the other. And this is according be, to sh- this is according to thirty five reviews, thirty five reviews which were uh, let me see thirty one rotten and that might be a fresh. good that might be a good sign though. Less, I I would be shocked if I enjoyed that Hellboy movie less than Shazam. There's a critic consensus here. Here's what it says. Let me try to. Here's, here's what the critic consensus says. Bereft of the imaginative flair that made earlier Hellboys so enjoyable, this soulless reboot suggests Dante may have left a tent circle out of his inferno. That's, there's I don't the know critic what that consensus. means. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know, know what that means either, but... It's not looking so good review wise, but <laughs> you don't know I what consensus what the... means. It, it consensus means as what the critics are thinking. Uh, that's what it basically amounts to. But despite these bad reviews, uh, we'll have to see what the audience think. I mean, do the audience want a reboot of Hellboy, or would they rather just stick with the Guillermo del Toro version? Because I know a lot of people out there. Love the Guillermo del Toro version more than anything, so we'll see what happens. We'll see. Yeah. So, how many lightning bolts out of five do you give Shazam, Tiger Claw? Uh, given that I have no knowledge of what Shazam is all about, but I I only heard it from listening to you guys. Um, I think this is one of the best superheroes so far this year. I mean, right now it's one of the best superheroes right now, until whatever else comes out. Superheroes or superhero movies? Like, what are you? I, I said, I, yes, like... I said superhero movies. Oh, I didn't okay. say I didn't say overall movie. I said superhero movies. Because we have, we still have a couple of more coming out, and you know, I can't, I can't just say, oh, this is the best one ever. I, I can only say, oh, this is the, this is the best one yet, until whatever comes out, that could, you know, could be better or not. But right now, this is a pretty good movie. I, so I really, I really enjoyed Captain it a Marvel? lot. It, I really enjoyed it a lot. It had the whole uh, wish fulfillment. It, it, it was full of joy. They were right about this movie being big with superheroes. It had that element to it as well. I also like I also like the uh, other supporting characters that, that in this movie, 
which when I was watching it and then we get to the third act and they get to this moment that's featured all these uh, uh you know all these other foster kids it caught me by surprise that this was even happening to the point where after I saw the movie I had to google search about the Shazam family and what they were all about and I didn't know this but they're also superheroes too <gasps> I didn't know that I mean I mean Freddie Freeman Spoilers. yeah the like Freddie Freeman the the guy you see in the trailers a lot um uh, he's a superhero like, why don't you want why don't you want people to enjoy the movie for themselves Tiger Claw I mean I mean if any anyone who's read the Shazam comics know about the Shazam family. <laughs> yeah, but but what about the people that haven't? That, like you were one of those people, right? I was until I saw. I mean, I I I didn't know about the Shazam family until I saw the movie. But right, after but I saw so it, I had to if do the it stands research. to reason there might be others like you that did not know about it until they would go see the movie. But you've taken that moment away from them. <laughs> Like they're gonna actually listen to this show and and get. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Come <laughs> on, <laughs> growing by the day. Trying <laughs> <laughs> to grow this shit. He's like, what do you you think people are listening <laughs> to this crap? <laughs> I mean, there are some listeners. I can tell you how many people are listening right now. Oh, but if you I, I tell you, know, if I tell you how many people are listening right now, you would be so disappointed. I so, thrive so thriving Japanese audience does not know about Captain Marvel and and the supporting cast. Tiger Do you Tom. really want to know how many people are listening right now? Because oh my god, hey, it's hey. gonna it's gonna make you cry. <laughs> it's Listen, going to make you cry. I'm not I'm not asking you for numbers. I'm asking you to respect the audience. That's what I'm asking you to do. Respect him. Respect, respect my the Okay. Respect so, him. So Respect you did like audience. it more. You liked it better than than Captain Marvel, Tiger Claw. Uh, you know, putting it's really unfair to compare those two, even though they are both Captain Marvel. Both of these films are different tonal tonally wise. One is more comedic, and the other one is more uh, a bit of everything. Because uh, Shazam was more of a comedy. It it's a, it still had all the superhero bits here and there, but it was more of a comedy. Like I said, like like <laughs> I said, bits and here and like there. I said, this That's is exactly very much what I big with superheroes. <laughs> it had all those elements. You just added the superhero bits in between, and I liked it. It was it was very enjoyable. Another thing about this movie is that it takes place during Christmas, even though they don't make some fuss about it being a Christmas movie or anything, it just happens to take place during Christmas. You know, kind of like that whole Die Hard being a Christmas movie, even though it wasn't technically about Christmas. It's it's, it's the same for this movie. It's about Christmas. It's about spending time with those you care about. Yeah, but they don't, they don't shove the whole, you know, holiday down your throat. It just happens to take place during Christmas. It's just basically the backdrop. And, and and all that stuff. So yeah, I I feel that this movie maybe you know it's doing really well at the box office right now, but I feel that this movie should have been released during the holidays because if it took place in during Christmas, I think you know 
people would, a lot more people probably have seen it, maybe because it, it is said. Do you like it better than Infinity War? Oh boy, that is a tough one. I cannot say if I like it better than Infinity War. I <laughs> I like Inf- Infinity War because uh, you know, I I just like it because <laughs> it has so much stuff crammed into it that I like. But but Shazam is a totally different animal. I mean, it's I can't compare it to any other any other superhero movie because this just this is like this is like straight up comedy with superhero elements. It's big, like I said before, it's big. It's big with superheroes. So is it like what about if you compare it to like say like a Deadpool? Because Deadpool is obviously like. An action comedy is is it it's, like it does that like tonally is it like Deadpool? I don't think it's to, I don't think it's tonally anything tonally like Deadpool because Deadpool is very self aware most of the time and Shazam is not. <laughs> and surprise, surprise. And you know it's 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 a very different type of movie. I mean it's 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 comedy. It has superheroes in it, and there's a you know it. Another thing is about the bad guy in this movie. You get his origin story, and you know all the stuff that he went through and why he did it. So I thought he was kind of interesting. Uh, there, uh, you know, I can't, I, I can't really spoil some of the stuff on there. Like, if you're expecting, oh something, yeah, you wouldn't want to do that. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I can't. T- I cannot tell you about you know what. Like like the post credit scenes, because they appear to be setting up something big. Some, uh, but it it's something that when I Google searched, was way way out there. I had never seen anything quite like this. And 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 if they do this, this is gonna be pretty. I I I, I don't know what to say. It's it's a comedy, so it's probably gonna be you know it's, it's gonna be in that on that kind of level. But it's so bizarre, and I can't believe they're gonna go. If they do it, they're gonna actually gonna go through with this. And I and I really hope they do because, uh, you know, these these movies need to take risks. They need to go. They need to go. You know, all out with the comic book lore. I mean, there's some stuff in the comic book that, when you look at it, you would think to yourself, "That's never gonna work in the movies." But then, when you see this happen during this post-credit scene, you know they're gonna, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna go for it. They gotta go for it now. Was it a talking so, tiger? Uh, nope. I don't know if I should spoil what I'm talking about, but there's a certain no, character. No, don't spoil it. I'm not gonna say, it, but I'm not say, gonna say who it is. But there is a certain character that appears in the Shazam comics that is. That is way way out there. That I mean, you know, you would think how how are they going to do this character in the movie? And they figure out a way to do it. Now, is it like a way? Did they change it in a way that makes it easier in the movie, or did they do it just like the uh, comic? They they did something. They did something to this character to give them a voice. When I, well, I, I, they give this they give this character a voice, uh, and uh, I really I really wish I could tell you what it is. 
Well, from what you said, I don't like it. Uh, I maybe I can tell maybe I can tell you maybe I can tell you when we're off the air, but not when we're on the air. No, it's okay. I don't want to know. I, 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 any like anything that you've told me already, like I already imagined it, and unless I, all I'm say, all, all, all I'm gonna tell you unless this. it's a chimp with the powers of Captain Marvel, then you I, know. I'm gonna tell you this. In your mind, what do you think is the most bizarre supervillain from the Shazam comics? Most bizarre, most just I mean, most weird. They're all weird. Yeah, but I mean, they're all I mean, like the guy, Monster Society of Evil is weird. Dot, you know, um, Mister Mind is weird. Uh, oh but... boy, um, I, we're just. I'm gonna. I'm gonna <laughs> stop you right there. Okay. Before before you end up spoiling something. Well, I haven't seen it, so anything. <laughs> right. Because, In this yeah, case, you could take with a great shit. Naming, you might be naming some names there that that I know about because I saw the movie. So you got you know you gotta be careful. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I because I, like, because, I because, yeah. saw some people on my feed on my social yeah. media feed basically just say like it's a kids movie. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's yeah. It essentially a kids movie. Uh, it does have all the superhero bits that you come to expect in these type of movies, but they do it in you know they do it in a very more comical way. Like uh, you have this kid who who becomes you know Shazam, and he just likes goofing around with with these powers. So there's a there's a lot of goofing around, you know, like what would what oh, would a kid do? Amazing. Like what would a kid do if they had a, 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 a they if you know they they become an adult? What would they what, what would be the kind of things that they would do? I mean, if they have that kind of power, it's stuff like that, like going to a Word. you know like going to a a nudie bar or something. Or getting some beer. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what a kid would do if they become an adult. You know, if they automatically turn into an adult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Shazam, go see it. Yeah. You either... I mean, you, you'll love it. I, I hope you do. I hope you do, Moses. Just oh, I'm never in, gonna see it. Just just go just go to this movie with an open mind. Just clear hey, your mind. Hey, clear if your I thought. did things with an open mind, we wouldn't have a show. <laughs> like our show would be twenty minutes long. I mean, you see, like I love heavy metal. That in heavy metal, you know, I have an open mind for metal, and my segment of metal is three minutes. Speak, you know, your your uh, heavy metal minute is that uh, is that all comic book related? Because you, uh, no, that's why it's called the heavy metal minute. It's only a minute of the show because that's the only amount I. Is, is there? Tell is myself there any to way not talk. Can, is there? Yeah, <laughs> I know how much how I know how much you love metal, but uh, aren't there like any heavy metal comics out there that you can talk about? You know, if you are yeah, talking there's about a lot. Metal, right now, there's one. 
Well, there's the Iron Maiden Legacy of the Beast Volume Two is out right now. They're on number uh, yeah, three. You could, yeah, you could you could add that yeah. to Heavy Metal Men in like like a new uh, Heavy I mean, Metal comic that got but if it or was, something. But the the thing is, if it was newsworthy, but it's not newsworthy. It, you know, it sold three copies. You know, like it's not winning awards. It's not going into reprint, and they're not the the company that's putting it out isn't even promoting it. So, like, what's you know what's there to talk about? Uh, well, you could promote it for them, maybe. I mean, I just gave you everything. I just gave you everything there is to know about it. Mm. Okay. But uh, you know, heavy metal minute. Yeah. I, it's called the heavy metal minute, but I noticed that it's three minutes long. But whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, because it's not a regular minute; it's a heavy metal minute, so it's more than just a regular minute. Anyway, do you have the comic book review music at all? Oh, I actually do. And I'm gonna all right, hit that, that sweet music. All right, I'm going to play that right now. And I'll now. jump into this. Here we go. Comic book review. Oops, wrong one. Hold on. Comic book review. Comic book review. Alright, so today I actually bought three comics. I went to my local comic shop and I picked three comics to talk about today. I didn't know which one I was going to talk about, but I settled on Sabrina, the Teenage Witch number one, which is uh, part of the Archie Forever line. You know which one that is, right, Larry or Joe? I don't. That's the one that's the more like realistic grounded one. Oh, okay. Like, like the one that Mark Art? The like the one that Mark Wade did. Oh, gotcha. And then Chips of Darcy did the Jughead, you know. So the reason I actually picked that up is because Chilling Adventures of Sabrina isn't out. Like they haven't put out an issue in like a year. And uh they have a collection coming out soon. Yeah, but it's just they keep doing that. They keep reprinting the collections like one through five and then six through eight, but six through like the second arc hasn't even finished, you know? So they did like, they did the regular like thick comic book with the magazine uh, cover. And then now they did a trade paperback cover. They're probably going to do a hard cover coming out. And it's like, they're not, what's the fucking point? They're just trying to, they're trying to cash in on this Netflix series. You know what I mean? And uh, this that's what this is, too. But this is actually done well instead of repackaging old things and trying to to um, yeah, give you something new and fresh. So this is basically a retelling of the Sabrina story, which is, you know, a half mortal, half witch travel, you know, moves to Greendale to live as a half mortal, half witch. And uh, it takes place during her first day of school. And, you know, it has a more modern themes as opposed to the old sixties one. And, uh, it does a good job. There's a good, there's good dialogue in it. Uh, the cover is the one I picked up is done by a, Lady named where is this? So many ads in here. Uh, oh, a guy named Victor Ibanez. 
Which one is that cover? That's the one where she's making the skulls and candles float around her. Mm, okay. There's an Adam Hughes cover, which is amazing. You know, Adam Hughes is Adam Hughes. Uh, there's a Stephanie Buscema one that's pretty cool. It kind of has that bewitched, like, homage yeah. kind of deal. Yeah, I do see that. The Sandra Lands is more tonally, like, relevant with the, the actual art on the inside. And then mm-hmm. the, the Veronica Fish one is the original one. And Veronica Fish is the actual artist on the inside. Yeah, that cover is really nice. Which one? The the Veronica Fish one. Oh I mean, yeah, they're all, she... they're all really nice. Honestly, they're not. None yeah. of them are bad covers. But I do like I do like the Veronica Fish one. Uh, like among the, among the the most or the Stephanie Buscema one is the one that to me is like the least one I would get. Right. But you would think with a name like Buscema, like it'd be the first one I would get. You know what I mean? Right. Because there's that's that's a legendary name in comics. Yeah, but um, it's, it's stylized. She made a, a choice, yeah, and she and made it a works. choice. And yeah, it, it like I'm more interested now that I know Stephanie Buscema exists mm-hmm. to actually see her other art. Right. But if I had to pick out all these covers, like the one I got, I really like. Yeah, the really OG nice. one's really good. Yeah, and the Adam Hughes one. Adam Hughes one is probably the one I would get. Like if I had a choice, that one just looks cool. Yeah, and, the perspective is really nice. Yeah, yeah, that's what really does it. Like, you know, the the Veronica Fish one, she's flying amongst the birds in the clouds. But the Adam Hughes one, she's flying on the broomstick with Salem in tow. And then, like, you're looking over the water tower of Greendale. It's just, I feel like I'm going to fall. <laughs> yeah, but that's just Adam Hughes for you. Um. Yeah, basically it starts off with her her first day of school, Sabrina that is, and she's going out and she's she just has a real like bad feeling. She does, she's looking they describe it in the dialogue as she's looking at the world on the other side of the fence as um a hell dimension. And then she's like, well, it isn't, but it kind of is because I'm a half witch and a half mortal. And anything that would make me different or interesting is just going to make me a target out there. And it's like, and I got to live through that while dealing with school and then not to mention boys, you know? So it's like, she's dreading. It felt like I felt on my first day of kindergarten. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like when she said that. (laughs) It's like I remember going for my little orientation in kindergarten. I had a little toy with me, a little toy car. And the teacher said, you know, you can never bring that. And I'm like, I don't want to go. <laughs> yeah. It's like when they told me in church that I couldn't take my Nintendo to heaven. <laughs> like, I don't want to go. Like, if it's heaven, like, why can't I have Nintendo there? You know? But anyway. <laughs> That f- those few first few pages resonated with me, and then it goes on. You know, she deals with a mean girl. Uh, she had made a vow to not spell, not cast spells. So of course, there's a count of how many spells she does throughout the book, which is kind of funny. Yeah. And then uh, 
she inadvertently, you know, all her spells kind of have a backfiring element because she is like learning it and not thinking about the consequences, which they kind of emphasize in this a little more than they have in anything that I've read recently, you know? Um, the show Chilling Adventures of Sabrina does a good job about the consequences too. Yeah. Um, but that's, you know, that's more of a horror feel. So it's, you got to have that, you know? This is more of like a slice of life feel. And uh, and it kind of, you know, she basically, I guess she deals with some kind of, I don't want to spoil it, but yeah, don't spoil one of the it. things she does creates a monster, but it's because she does it that the monster is revealed, whereas the monster would have just lived amongst the people, no problem, you know? And that that is basically goes to be continued in that it starts off with that fight with the monster and you don't know what's going on. Then it flashes back the next page to her first day, and then the last page is the like now you see what the monster really is, and it says to be continued. So you don't know you don't even see how she like fixes that, which I think was a good way of doing this first issue. It's a good um, cliffhanger. Yeah, it, because it, it, it's right where you start off. That's where it ends, but it doesn't go anywhere. But you saw how she got to that point, you know? If it was an action book, it could have just been the fight, the whole issue, you know? But, no, it, it worked pretty good. Uh, the reason I did get this is because I thought that it was replacing the Chilling Adventures. So, uh. I actually, the shop I went to, the guy was actually knowledgeable and and... You know, I asked him. I'm like, "Hey, is this uh, is this um, though is this replacing Chilling Adventures? Because you know they have the catalogs three months ahead of time and, and all that." And and he goes, he treated me like I know nothing. Like he treated me like I just watched the Netflix series and was looking for a Sabrina book, which is how he should. <laughs> You know, not in a condescending way or or in yeah. a disrespectful way, but he should assume that I don't know anything in order to enlighten me. He goes, yeah, no, it, it's definitely not. As far as we know, he said, it's not replacing it. This is just more in line with this other series that they have when he mentioned the Jughead and, and, the, and yeah. the Archie. And, and he goes, this is more in line totally with that. So it's not replacing the Chilling Adventures. He said the only thing is that the guy that writes Chilling Adventures is working on the shows. And he goes, he said on a TV show, and then he's like, well, two, and then I mentioned three, because there's another spinoff coming soon with Josie and some other chick. And then... Uh, a spinoff TV show? Yeah, of Riverdale. Oh, okay. Yeah, so... Um, now, is Chilling Adventures Sabrina thought of as a spinoff of Riverdale? I don't know. It, they said it was. And in, in Riverdale, they allude to stuff happening in Greendale and they stay out of the woods in Greendale. Mm. You know, like they, they, they actually, when the serpents had to like lay some shit down and, and, and really like rough up some woman, they actually took her out to Greendale in the woods because they know nobody goes in there. And, um, and then the the first part of the Netflix series does a lot of stuff with the woods and, and that. So they connect it that way. But there's in the series, in the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina's TV series, 
there's Archie comics in there. Yeah. And it's like, well, what the fuck? Like, is it that, that's it's the same beef I had with Shazam, you know, like yeah. when, the, you know, even though I haven't seen it, <laughs> what I saw in the trailer is like, is it merch or is it is it like stuff he found? Why is he wearing an Aquaman shirt? You know what I mean? Like, right. Which is it? Is it in universe or isn't? And uh, yeah, they haven't really said it's in not in universe now. Fortunately, issue eight of Chilling Adventures of Sabrina like tackles the multiverse, the Archie multiverse. So that um, that can maybe, uh, if it ever decides to come out, it can um, explain that. You know? Yeah. If at least leave a basis, you know. And, something official and canon that allows it to all exist, you know, for my own peace of mind, my own personal peace of mind. Cause I'm the only one that gives a shit about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Billy O'Kay um, says that show looks porny and weird. I don't know what show he's talking about. I thought I was but, talking about Sabrina, but yeah. maybe not. Derek it is, is a definitely little porny and weird. About, <laughs> oh, uh, go ahead. I was going to Derek H is, it was definitely talking about, your review saying realistic and grounded is how I describe a teenage witch. You've never met one. <laughs> All the witches Derek has met have been at least in their twenties. <laughs> yeah, it'd be weird if he met a teenage witch. Um, um, Jay, did you get to read this book? Yes. What What are your impressions um, of it? I love it. It's amazing. Because for as much as I love, like, the horror series, it's nice to see something a little toned down. And it felt like a nice in-between the, like, campy original series and the modern horror series. Right. Because it's like, I still, every now and then, like, a rerun of Sabrina, the animated series will come on. It was like, and I watch it, but I'm like, and they're good. But it's like, I want the, more, want whole, but I don't yeah. always want chilling. Yeah. It's like, they found like a really great in-between where they're not worshiping Satan, but they're still fighting monsters. Yeah. So I, I really enjoyed that. And don't I, get me wrong, I love the horror series. I, yeah. I really do. It's as comfortable as they make me feel. <laughs> I do love them. But it's nice to get this, like, kind of toned down uh, version that's, like, feels true to the character. Which, one, that was important to me. Like, I love the banter between Sabrina and Salem. Yeah. Um, like, it's, it's really good. But, yeah, moving away from Hell Satan... It was awesome to me. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Normally, I go with Hail Satan, but it's that's not how I discovered Sabrina, you know? Like, to me, it was less Satan. <laughs> it was more, you know, good white witch, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, I mean, that's not my first Sabrina. Yeah. Like, the good white witch and then the animated series 
which was good, except they try to teach morals, which is yeah. lame. Which the, the reason I, I enjoy like, the the Netflix series too is because it's like she could go either way at this point. Like she could go evil or good. You know what I mean? Right. Which is interesting. Yeah. I mean, especially in contrast to like where, you know, 60s RTs animated. She's always been like on that side of good. Like yeah. to see her, you have to make a choice. Um, yeah, like that is interesting. It's one of the things that drew me to the comic, the Chilling Adventures, where it's like you have that that uh, like it could go either way. Like she could choose to reject what they're telling her to do, which I mean. I'm a little pre-programmed to want because of, uh, you know, my past experiences, but then it could go like either way. And you're interested to see how it goes. And like, if it gets you thinking, like, what is a black witch Sabrina like? Like, is she still Sabrina? Like, is it like a drastic change or is it just her? doing the black magic thing. It's it's interesting to think about. It's one of the reasons why I love the Chilling Adventures. But yeah, this comic is pretty awesome too. To just get that more down to earth fighting monsters, trying to you know, not cast spells even though you're going to cast spells anyway. It's like someone cheating on their diet. <laughs> but yeah, I enjoyed it. And Larry, how, did you get to read it? One more thing. While the main, the bad girl isn't interesting, I think the brother kind of might be. Yeah. And so I, I am interested to see what they do with these two. But go ahead, Lawrence. I think Larry died. Uh, oh, oh no, I'm here. I'm here. I'm sorry. I was gonna say, uh, you know, honestly, the the book the book is not for me. Like, uh, it's not a bad book by any means, and it's not like uh, it's not. I won't by any. I won't say it was a chore to read or anything like that. It's just. You know, I, I'm not, you know, as you all know, like, I'm not the biggest Archie fan. I'm not the biggest, I'm definitely not the biggest Sabrina fan. And, uh, you know, like, the, I, I found the TV show corny. Um, I wasn't really, I haven't, I'm the not live really. live action or animated? Uh, the, the, the live action. Uh, the Netflix anime- one or the regular one? Huh? The Netflix one or the regular one? No, 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 no. The the regular one. The yeah, back in the day. And, and you know, I didn't the animated joint, I don't even think I actually even really watched. I, I may have seen a piece of it, but but you know, um I think like for me, just because I, I don't have that kind of I guess initial interest in the tamer versions of the character, I need like the 
the chilling adventure kind of edge to make it interesting to me. Because, like, the Netflix show, I'm into. Like, I like it a lot. But, like, this book, which I, I, everything you all have said, I think I agree with. Like, you know, in, in regards to, like, even going so far as, like, saying it's a good mid, mid, uh, midway point between, like, chilling and, like, the original kind of book. And, like, and, like tonally, uh, the dialogue is good. Uh, you know, and I, like I said, the, I felt like the ending was actually compelling enough that I think most people would be like, well, I want to see what happens next. Just for me, it was like that was the only thing that really kind of held my interest. And again, I think it's because it's kind of like a little bit darker, edgier kind of kind of aspect of the character. And that's for whatever reason, that's like that version or that aspect of the character is what appeals to me. Like the slice of life aspect, while done well, I, I kind of found uninteresting. But like I said, it's not like by no means is this a bad book. It's just not a book for me. Because art was nice. Dialogue was cool. It was it was pretty well paced, all things considered. And it's a weird thing because I don't quite understand what it is about it that makes me just like not necessarily feel compelled to like want to read more. Because I know I like I've probably read slice of life books that I found really compelling that a lot less probably has been happening in. You know what I mean? But for whatever reason, it's not doing it for me. Another well, well real quick, Larry, how many uh, floating skulls and candles out of five would you give it? <laughs> I I would give it uh um. Two floating skulls and one and a half floating candle. So three and a half altogether. So y'all don't have to do the math. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Oz isn't here for the calculator effect. I know. <laughs> um, Joe, what would you give it out of five? Um, I would give it maybe a Oh, maybe a four out of five. Yeah, I th- four out of five sounds what I would like. What I would give it, and the only thing is, honestly, it's asking for something a, a little darker from this book is stupid. But I still would enjoy that more. Like, mm-hmm. I got into. I like how in the Netflix one, they're like they invert everything and it's like oh my satan you know yeah and then here she says gods so it has more of a nature which mm-hmm. you know pagan vibe which is cool too but i like I, you know you guys know me i like the darker side yeah i feel at home in the darker side so um but yeah I, you know we'll see how it goes how she defeats this challenge in issue two that mm. might knock it up to a five for me. Uh, I finally did buy the Batman Detective Comics 1000. Did uh, you read it yet or no? No, no. I just stared at the cover. It's so oh, okay. beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I, I have it as well, and I haven't read it yet, but we probably should talk about that soon. Like, 
The cover I got was so good. <laughs> Which one did you get? The white one. <laughs> there it is. It's like Beautiful. I pulled it out, and it's like I looked at all the in- art on the inside because I didn't. Ha- you know, it's a big book. I can't just read it before the show. Right. I actually left work earlier than I usually leave just to go to the comic shop and pick up, pick it up. I oh, got nice. the last one, so. Um, nice. But it's like the, I remember the girl at the counter asked me, "Do you need help finding anything?" And she saw me grab that, and she was, "Oh, you found it." <laughs> yeah. Like, she, I, I don't know how she knew that I was going for that, but that's uh, that was my experience there, and. Yeah, I was looking through the art, and I'm like, man, I love having a white cover for this issue because it could literally be any cover, any art <laughs> that I imagine yeah. looking at it. For the art inside is so good. Like, they got Becky Cloonan, they got uh, Neil Adams, Steve Epting. Like, mm-hmm. I can't wait to really try and read it. It's too big. It's like a trade paperback. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, I just wanted to mention that because Joe asked me earlier if I had bought it yet. But right, I just right. well, I know you mentioned wanting to get it. Yeah. Um, I what I did buy too is a book called Faithless, and the reason I bring that up is because talking about this teenage witch and and slice of life feel this book is the exact same thing, only it's written by Brian Azzarello. Oh, what? Yeah, it's written by Brian Azzarello. And, uh, you know, I bought the white cover for Detective Comics 1000. This cover is black. And with white letters, it says Brian Azzarello, Maria Lovett, Faithless Number 1, Boom Studios. And then it says Tula Latte, Erotica Cover. So I was like... I guess if I don't buy the black cover, like I can get the Tula Latte cover. And then I let Chuck, I, I actually like Tula Latte. She's a really good artist and painter. And uh, I looked to see if they didn't have it. And all they had was this black cover. And when I, uh, I opened, it was sealed already. When I opened it, the black cover is just a card. Covering oh, to cover up the, the Tula Latte cover. And Larry, you know, I was actually going to post it in chat for the listeners, but Derek is in chat, so I can't post it. I'll get banned. <laughs> and I would like for you guys to see it, but I know, Larry, you don't like looking at porn and stuff. It makes you uncomfortable. I, I'll go look it up. Mm, well, I, l- l- this is going to make you uncomfortable, Larry. It's not like comic it, 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 yeah, it, it, it'll. I'm gonna I'm gonna text it to I mean, Joe real quick. He wants to kite. He should be good. I don't know, man. The other the other time I tried showing them something, he's like, "Why'd you show me that?" So <laughs> I, I felt so bad. Like, what okay. was it? I don't remember. I think it was it was just some like superhero porn scene like that we were talking about on the air, and they made a whole big stink that we we're talking about it on all games and, and then I'm like, it, it, it's nothing. And I showed it to you and you're, you're like, why'd you show me that? Like you were so disturbed. <laughs> you were so yeah. But yeah. Was it during um, that I'll comic that you talk too. about? I think it was that comic. No, it wasn't talking about with the furries in it. Yeah. No, it's not unnatural. No, it, it, we were actually talking about a 
porn parody of superhero stuff at the time. Oh. Yeah. I just texted it to Joe. And yeah, this is like they were making big shit about. I'm sorry, say that again, Joe. Was it the web slinging gift that you showed him? No, it wasn't. It was, um, I think we're talking about like how they make the movie costumes like not like, you know, in the comics, they're like form fitting and sexy. And then in the movies, they're just like jumpsuits. So then I showed him like what the porn parody looks like, where they actually look more like the the costume, like more of the sexy form fitting. But the chick had no panties on. And Larry was like, why uh, Why would you show me that? Like, like, well, I'm showing you the costume. Like, you don't have to get fixated on the snatch. <laughs> That's my fault, Mo. Yeah. I got well, fixated yeah. on the snatch. I felt, I felt really bad. Like, you know, you're going to hell because of my fault. Like, oh, no. um, But yeah, I got this, this book, when you talk about, like, the, the contrast of tone with the Sabrina, uh, the Teenage Witch comic, and this one, it deals with a witch... A little over young adult witch and um basically she has a a she's practicing casting spells by drawing out the symbols from you know the 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 Ars Gosha, you know the lesser keys of solomon and uh mm-hmm. she's she's at a coffee shop doing this and then she she has her little group of friends and they're talking about it, and she's like what's that symbol for that spell? And she's like, well, it's either for love or money. I don't know yet because her, the, you know, the way you draw it out is, has, it's like calligraphy. It can mean different things, you know? So it's, um, when she gets up, she spills coffee on this chick and they end up having a serendipitous meeting. And, uh, basically this chick she meets is actually avoiding a guy, but ends up meeting this girl and, they go on an impromptu date. The guy that she was, that the other chick was avoiding, not the main character, shows up in the back and he's like super like infatuated and he doesn't want to let go and he actually grabs the chick. So they actually push him off because he's being a little too rough. Then they go and hang out at you know at this mysterious stranger's apartment. And it turns out she has all this art of herself that other people made. And she's like, yeah, I guess I've been amused to some people. And, you know, and then they're what they turn on the TV and the guy that was getting rough earlier commits suicide right on TV, like the breaking news type of thing. All in all, they end up planning to go out on a party to a party. And the main character says, you know, I'm I'm. I can't go. I'm stinky from day. She goes, oh, just shower at my at the house here, and we'll go from here. You know, I got nothing better to do, whatever, you know? They end up having lesbian sex. In the very last panel, you realize this mysterious, serendipitous stranger that she's having getting eaten out by is just a pile of fucking maggots. Oh, jeez. Yeah, and that's how the book ends. And it's like, you know, when you were telling me, like, you need that edge... All right, Larry, this book is too edgy for you, man. <laughs> I didn't plan on reviewing it because I can't show a cover. <laughs> I get kicked out of the all-games chat room. You're hilarious. Why do you yeah. have to show the, the cover? The cover's not that bad. 
Lawrence could look at the cover, but I'm not sure if I like it. Something about the colors. Well, it's it is it's not supposed not, to be a a centerfold, you know. It's still yeah, and I wouldn't say it's bad. Like it's got some good themes in there, but yeah. I don't know, man. When I pulled it out of the sleeve, I blushed. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I give I give this book five erotic maggots out of five because the same <laughs> points. Well, it's the same points I had with um with the slice of life and and you know the the and all that with Sabrina. This had too, and the dialogue. I mean, this book was all dialogue. You know, like, you know, Brian Azzarello's like, he's the, the king of dialogue in comics, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, literally, like, the art, the art in, in it isn't even that good. If it, it fits the tone well, and I, and I actually do like it because it is really flat. The architecture in it's, like, wobbly, but I kind of like it. You know, the details, they put the details where they need to be, for sure. Everything else is just flat and not a lot of shading, not a lot of, um, you know, cross hatching or inking like that, you know, just all fills. And, uh, yeah. And, but, but it's all dialogue and all the dialogue is compelling and I'm waiting for something to happen, something to happen. Next thing I know, they're having, you know, three splash pages of lesbian sex. And then I turn it and it's just a pile of maggots eating out a chick while the cat sleeps on the bed. And then it says, then it says, it says, you know, next issue, welcome to five points. I don't know what five points is. And then, oh, I guess here in the back, it says, uh, the way you make love is the way God will be with you. Is a quote from somebody named Rumi, which I assume is one of the characters in it. And then it says, uh, faithless number one, an erotic depiction of faith, sex, and the devil in the tradition of the divine comedy. I I can't even find it. I can't even find it online. Like a lot of places are they are, just censor it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like like they literally have like the black cover. The, yeah, like the black cover. Which I'm like, oh wow. Like yeah. look. I it's like I'll... apparently um whatchamacallit had it for a little bit. Um Bleeding Cool. Mm-hmm. But then boom sent them a thing asking them to like you know not show it publicly until after it went on sale oh okay i guess it came out today right yeah i i just sent it to our pre-production thread if you want to look at it oz is going to be like what the fuck am i looking at but, um but yeah talk about you know oh, go ahead Speaking of sex with maggots, uh, real quick. Uh, Mo, wow. did we ever talk about where the dead go to die? No. I couldn't tell if he was calling me a sexual maggot or... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We did not talk about that book. Oh, that's a book. Okay, I thought we were actually talking about where they actually go. <laughs> no, it's, a, it's not a book. It's a cartoon. Yeah. Oh, 
No, but we didn't talk about. That. Is it on VRV? Ah, uh, no, no. You'd have to look it up on like YouTube or somewhere. Okay. It's like an independent cartoon, oh, okay. and it's it's fucked up, <laughs> but kind of funny, but awkward. But yeah, a similar thing happens where a kid thinks he's fucking a dog, but he's just fucking his dead mom. Wait, what? No, wait, why is that? Why does that feel similar to you? Is that the same thing? I mean, fucking maggots, fucking a corpse, maggots no, eat corpses. No, no, right? wait. First one, the maggots are like in the woman's vagina, right? Like they're going like because she was getting eaten out. And so yeah, it turns she was out, fucking maggots. Well, as per the all games guidelines, I don't think you could use the word eaten out, Larry. I'm sorry. I just it, it, there's a difference. It's I like, mean, they seem very similar to me. If you're uh, penetrating an orifice with maggots in it, that might tickle. No, oh, jeez. I, I understand why you blushed, Mo. I'm looking <laughs> at this cover and I'm like, yeah, it it's stunning though. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? Like, like, like I, if the book's good, I would want to own it. Yeah. I was like, man, this is, you know, every time I go to the shop, I gamble on something, you know? Yeah. This was a good gamble. I I, like, I agree. I hope but no, I the Christians decide like, to burn it, like, that way <laughs> it'll be worth a lot more. Because I actually have it in, you know, I was trying to take a picture for the, uh, for our Instagram, and I held the books together, and then the wind blew, and it bent my Sabrina one. It's been a windy day today. So yeah. luckily it didn't bend this one, but you know. <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it's actually a pretty good book. I want to see where it goes, and and that's it's an impromptu uh, review of that book. I just I felt like I had to because well, a we don't have that much content this week, and also it's it's kind of similar to Sabrina. It's you know. It may not be may not be for the same audience, but there could be a crossover in the older readers. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Maggots are gross. Yes, they are. I like them. Yeah. Joe, Joe, and I. We told you that story how Joe and I got traumatized as kids, right? You told me, but I don't remember. Tell it again. <laughs> uh, a cat died in like our backyard. Go on. And our parents were like, "Hey, go, go that no, really." <laughs> nah, go ahead. I mean, Jay, Jay and I must have been like, I don't know, man. I, I feel like we must have been like maybe like nine and ten, or like ten and eleven, something somewhere in there, right? Yeah. Goonies age. Right. And they told us to go to the backyard and, you know, basically, like, throw that cat into the trash. And they handed us, like, a, a plastic bag to put it in. And they handed and they told us there was there's a shovel, like, back in that area for us to use to... Well, actually, I don't even think they might have even... They might not even told us about the shovel. I feel like neither one of us wanted to touch the cat, obviously. And so I think Joe actually was like, oh, we could use this shovel. 
and that was like a good idea. So I was like trying to hold the bag so that he could shovel the cat into the bag and hopefully we'd be done. And, you know, it was kind of like turned on its side or something. And Joe put the shovel under that joint. And as soon as he moved it a little bit, it just like maggots just starts spilling out of this cat and onto that shovel. And both of us were like, "Ah!" (laughs) terrible, man. We were just like, oh, my God, like we have the worst parents in the world. You guys hug each other. (laughs) This definitely feels like an adult thing. And that's when I grew up. That's when Lawrence Young. Well, that's when Larry Young became Lawrence Young. Oh, dude. But yeah, it was terrible, man. Like it's like it's like one of those things where like you know like I can I I can see that scenario in my head like it happened yesterday. Yeah, because you were just like, crazy. It was one of those one of those times where you know it's like I know especially for me, I know like. When I'm in situations, sometimes my imagination will, will run wild, and I'm just like, "Man, this is gonna be messed up." And I, you know, like my, my my imagination will make things bad, but when I do them anyway, they usually turn out way less. Like things that I think might be bad turn out much better than they usually thought they would go in my head, you know. And it's like, oh, man, I, will, I have nothing to worry about, man. I don't know why I messed around and gave myself that little bit of anxiety tr- before trying to do this, that. And, and, you know, it's like one of those life lessons where you're just like, okay, you know, things aren't – most of the time things aren't as bad as you think they're going to be, you know? Yeah. But this, that was one of those times where that joint went worse than I could have even imagined. I was <laughs> like that moment, I was like, oh, no, this is taking a turn that I could not have predicted. And, you know, obviously I was younger, so I didn't have a lot of experience, I, you know, my – my the breadth of what I could imagine, even though I was an imaginative child, was not nearly as full, and so it didn't it didn't occur to me in my eight year old mind that maggots could pour from this cat, <laughs> and I was just like, oh no, we've made a mistake. <laughs> like Joe, Joe dug too deep into that cat, and now we've we've breached. A much more terrible reality than our own. <laughs> you like, know, uh, we're gonna have to animate that with your narration because no. it's definitely like a Wonder Years type of deal. No, dude, it was terrible, man. But anyway, um, I was gonna say to you, you know, you were talking about Sabrina, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, and how they're, you know collecting the issues and such instead of coming out with new stuff and uh i i you we were telling that story i know it was like 20 minutes ago or 25 minutes ago yeah. but I, was, I felt your pain because you guys know how much i love that book lazarus <laughs> yeah yeah lazarus just went to a quarterly format and wow and yeah it hurts because i like the book a lot but the quarterly format is actually pretty awesome. Like it, you can see the difference in like kind of like the amount because it's literally like if you took like two and a half issues and put it together, and so it it because it's like that kind of page length, they're like the story beats are different. Uh huh. And so it was really good because and it was but it's a weird thing because you know 
obviously obviously it's an independent book um and so um it, it, it the schedule can be erratic at times and so but it's also being developed into a tv series right it is being developed into a tv series as well yes uh-huh and, and they they actually made a role playing game like a tabletop role playing game which is kind of wild too. I don't. I'm like, okay. I like. I. I'm like, who's playing that? You know, <laughs> nobody. No. <laughs> They're like, putting their energy in that instead of putting the co- in the comic. <laughs> well, I get. I look. I mean, yeah. That's, I guess. Yeah, so. it is. Like they they get a little bit of success, then they see, okay, we're not making money off of this comic. We can make more. Let's do this. Let's branch out. That's what happened. Look, look at this shit, man. Like, well, what the fuck? This. What the fuck was? Roberto Akira Sakasa doing before Riverdale. He was doing awesome comics. Then all of a sudden he gets he, you know, the shit that he kind of bring, brings on gets turned into a TV show that's successful, then it gets sp- spun off, then I don't get the fucking comics I like in the first place. I I hear that. And I'm sorry that it's turned out that way. That's just the way it goes. Um, <laughs> well, Gideon I, I, Falls, Gideon Falls got bought. We did the new story when it happened. A lot of, and I just, I just got reminded of it today, where it's like, because they're now they're selling T-shirts for Gideon Falls. Uh huh. But there's still no like, the comics are coming out, but they're not like you know, like you said, it's kind of like an independent comic. There's no like real set date like i think they they did the first break right now so you don't know when the next one's coming out mm-hmm. but you got t-shirts and you got the tv deal and it's like yeah i want to buy that t-shirt but if i give you money for that is that going to delay my comic too you know right and jeff lemire actually has a lot of stuff in the works comics wise just comics alone right it's like right. Hey, i'm not going to give you that much money if it's going to make the things i like not you know not come out you know Right. No, I mean it's it's tough. I mean, I, I like in defense of Lazarus, I feel like you know these guys. It, it's a uh, Greg Rucka and and uh, Michael Lark, and they do so much world building that I honestly kind of to a degree feel like they made the tabletop game just to kind of put more of that like source material like that you know that world building stuff out there for people because they do i mean they do a lot like every every issue of lazarus up and well actually still like even now like they it usually has like at the end like a little compendium that talks about like like almost like a um a little biography on either like one of the families or a particular kind of technology in that world. Like, you know, and so, you know, they have all this stuff like sitting around anyway, because, you know, and I think that there's like, well, if we're doing this anyway, we might as well find a use for it. And so all they probably would have to do to like make that tabletop game happen is find somebody that wants to adapt the rules of some other tabletop. And they probably did some art and that was probably it. But Still, it did. It went it, like they did but when the last issue came out, which I think was maybe the end of 2018. You know, we've been waiting for the next issue, 
It, it might have been the beginning of 2019. I'm not certain. But either way, we wait for the next issue. Nothing comes. And all of a sudden, it's just like this big book. And in it, like in the back, they were like, okay, we're going to go to a quarter. We're going to go to a quarterly format. And it's like, yeah, it's going to suck because you're not going to get another book until like uh, uh, June. <laughs> but the good part is it's going to be a substantial piece of story. And, you know, it'll help make it come out more regularly. Now, do you think they're delaying it just to kind of have stuff for when a TV show comes out? I don't think <clears throat> so. No, because I don't, I don't know how close that TV show is to coming out, honestly. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm not holding my breath on that one. Like, I think it, it's going to happen, but you know how these things go. It's like, you know, these things can... can start stop and you know be be ready or not ready but be like you know uh actually going to happen but they just kind of they get delayed for one reason or another or someone decides well it's good but we need it to come out at the right time and somebody's waiting for the right time you know so no i don't think it has anything to do with the actual show itself as much as it is just them, their work or their ability to do uh, their work on a regular basis for whatever reason. So, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Because I'll tell you what, man. If this joint doesn't come out quarterly, like how they say it's going to come out, I don't know. I might, I might just wait for trades. Because. It's a good book, and it's like it's one of the few books that, when it, I haven't gotten one in a while, I'll be like, "Where is it?" You know, like which is hard these days because I only have so much time to read anyway, and there's a lot of like good books that come out, so it's not like I don't have anything to read. It's just more that what I want to be reading is this, you know? Yeah, and so. You know, it's like it's one of the ones that I definitely notice and miss when it doesn't come out. And so I'll, I'll be looking for it. Yeah, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah, look, it's going to be crazy when that joint, that TV show actually drops. But I, I know it's going to be popular. Yeah. Well, let's move right along. Uh, Tire Claw, play that heavy metal minute music. I'm going to do that real quick and then we'll jump into Doom Patrol. Sounds good. this up hmm all right let me uh there we go i'm trying to play it what the heck it's not playing the file okay (laughs) what's not it's not playing the file hold on uh i'm trying to see what format is this thing in is this an mp3 yeah (laughs) this is your new heavy metal minute intro yeah, I'm trying to <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I, it's just that I loaded into the thing here and it's not playing the file, so I'm gonna see what I can do if I can load it separately and then do this. Um, you know that drum intro, it's another heavy metal minute. Corey Taylor proposed to his longtime girlfriend, Alicia Dove. She said it was romantic, 
was romantic about it, and she, she cried on the kitchen. She said it was a Harry Taylor's third marriage. Ron James Deal, may he rest in peace, on the Boston West, the first of the Hawkeye Kids, and the part of the Florida. You're not going to see him thinking, but you know, he did. And David Hasselhoff has stated that his reason for being confident is a big life secure. Couple festivals in the past, alongside Iron Maiden and Metallica, and now this. Last, next, next, don't do the single white print. I thought the heavy metal man. Yeah. I thought I thought it was just a rec- I thought it was a recording of your voice with the music in the no, background. No, it was. Well, I told you earlier it was background music, so you had to play it lower. Uh, yeah, because you were cutting yeah. out. Yeah, no, it, it's yeah. fine. It's fucked. Uh, yeah, Let's go th- to yeah, Doom next time, <laughs> yeah, next time. Next time, if you can, just if you're recording another heavy metal minute, just record your voice. No, background music. I told you it was background music that I was going to speak over it. Yeah, but I mean, when you yeah when you do it, all right. When you do it, uh, let's if go you're to do, do, do it. Do you watch dude. Doom Patrol? Tiger Claw? Uh, nope. Do you? Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna talk about next. Thankfully, okay. there's no background music in it. Larry, did you watch Doom Patrol? Yeah, I did. Joe, did you watch it? No, I'm gonna watch it uh, next week. Larry, you're caught up, right? You watched. I am. Okay. What did you think of this last episode, man? Uh the the last episode was wild. Like it was, it was really cool to me. Like I, you know, it's it's interesting because, you know, it's it's very seldom that I'm. Like, like, so wholly unfamiliar with characters that I could just enjoy them for what they, whatever they're presenting to me on, you know, multimedia. But Doom Patrol is that, where it's like, I'm only vaguely familiar with most, with, with some of those characters, and then others, I'm just like, I think I've heard of that, but not really. So it's like, you know, I, I like, for instance, you know, I know we've talked about Billy the Street before. Who? Is it is it not Billy? Is it Billy the Street? No. What is it? I don't know who Billy the Street is. Oh, what's the street's name? It's Danny. Danny the Street? Yeah. You know exactly who I'm talking about. No, I had no idea who Billy is. 
You're so crazy. <laughs> Danny the street. I'm sorry. Danny the street. And but you know, it's like I don't know if if that betrayal is, you know, accurate. But it was definitely interesting. And you know, it made for to me what was like a really a really cool episode. You know, uh it was it was definitely like um you know, it I mean the episode was wild, but like I said, it was it was interesting and fun. I liked it. There was a moment in it where I'm like, you know what makes this so cool? Oh yeah. Okay, so for those of you who don't know, Danny the Street is a sentient trans gender queer street that provides a home for people who fall through the cracks of society, whether they're uh you know invalids or deformed or mutants or you know metahumany and just people that nobody that everybody that's quote unquote normal would look down upon and uh it just teleports basically in this in this episode he teleports to escape the Bureau of Normalcy, which is uh, which is kind of cool because it gives you a backstory with how the the Bureau affected Larry, not the our you know co-host, but the character, yeah, in Doom Patrol. And uh, I like you know th- this episode kind of does what all the all the other episodes do is that they pair. Like the, it's never just like a team all-out brawl, like you see on the Flash or Arrow, you know. Like it's it's a group of the you know, of the of the team, um, paired up thematically with what's going on, you know. And in this one, it, it works out real well because it's the guy, the Larry trainer he's the guy uncomfortable in his skin because his skin's been burned off by radiation and cyborg which cyborg really just wants to be a a teenage athlete yeah going to a place where nobody looks down upon them or looks at them differently and just an episode before that they had to deal with with cyborg trying tinder (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. and that kind of this episode coming after that made it even better. Yeah. And yeah, it just like everything just fits so well. The way they handled Danny the street, I didn't think that's one of those things that we were talking about earlier where you read it in the comics and you don't know how they're going to handle it live action. Right. They handled it well. Like even just the, the commute, the way he, Danny communicates with everybody, like just signs on the street and the fog from the, the fog coming from the sewers, you know, and, and yeah. the leaves rustling. Like, that's actually straight from the comics. That's amazing. Yeah. The leaves forming Welcome Friend is straight from the yeah. comics. See, and that's, it's crazy, because I'm just like, this is good stuff. And, every, like, every episode of Do- of the Doom Patrol TV show I watch, I'm like, why why has no one told me I should be reading these comics? Yeah. 
Well, if you like, do want to read them, they actually put out Grant Morrison's run in hardcover to $150. But isn't it on the the app? I don't know. I haven't checked. But I think it is. Yeah. Like That was actually one of the things that actually impressed me with the DC app. Like, not that long ago, because I think, and I, I don't know if I mentioned this on the show or not, but like when I watched like my first episode of Doom Patrol, like it like I was able to like scroll, and sure enough, it was like, "Hey, you want to learn more about the Doom Patrol?" And I was like, "Well, here's the comics," and they're like, "Here's the animated stuff that they've been in." And it literally like it showed the episodes that had Doom Patrol, and I think it even showed the uh, the Titans episode too. And they're like, oh, here's the Doom Patrol in Titans. If you know, it basically it linked it all together where it was just like, if you like these characters, you can see more of them in these comics or in these animated movies or in this show. And I'm like, wow, like a lot of a lot of things don't really do that. Huh? That episode was kind of weird. Uh of Titans. It's like, huh? Of what the episode of what? Uh Teen Titans were the Doom Patrol was in it. Got it. The live action or the uh, the cartoon? The cartoon. Oh, okay. The Doom Patrol, what what made it weird exactly? Like, that was the first time the Titans heard his name, or Beast Boy's name. Oh, okay. Like, they didn't know his name was, was it Garth? Garfield. Garfield, gotcha. Yeah, but yeah, but that yeah, it's a, it's a it's a real good show, man. And it's like it's interesting because at first, like when I first started watching Doom Patrol, I was like, you know, I think this is about um about Robot Man and like Brendan Fraser's like about like his his performance like i feel like i'm like okay i think that that's might be what's like that might be the thing that's like kind of the glue holding everything together but then as the show started like kind of like opening up and dealing with more people it was like actually you know what no i mean like he's great but all these people are kind of holding their own it's like you know like I mean, I almost, I'm almost at a point where I'm not seeing Cyborg's mustache. Not quite, but almost. Yeah. Like even this episode with him, you know, I know the 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 jogging suit bugs you, but he wasn't know, wearing it much. No, in this episode, he was wearing it the whole time. In that episode, in the oh, you know what? I might be thinking episode? about the one before. Yeah, the one where the therapy one, he wasn't wearing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you see, like, why they do it is kind of more of, um, you know, to keep it looking less corny, you know? <laughs> yeah, but you know what? He The guy actually doesn't look bad with, like, the cyborg chest piece. He doesn't, but when you're moving around and stuff, it might, it might look a little weird. But I, I, look, with, this, with this last episode, it kind of, and the one before that, it kind of, hmm. like, gives that undertone of, like, just him wanting some normalcy too, you know, like right. feeling normal. That's true. That's and that true. that adds a whole dimension to it, and it's you know it just so happens it helps the budget too. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> right. And that's creative storytelling. That's what I like. Yeah. Um, one of the things in this episode, and it might be spoilers, um, but it, it's like the they do the Danny the Street thing does do more of like the LGBTQ shelter thing more than so than it does in the comics. It does do it in the comics, but this one it's the main focus. Like you see, like you know, like a teenage pregnant runaway at the beginning. You see, like a deformed guy. You see a cripple. You know, but once the Doom Patrol goes there, it's all about being different and being born different and identifying as something different and being persecuted for that. And that's the main uh, conflict here. And it was refreshing to see that they solved it with violence. <laughs> um, because everybody just does it. Oh, okay. So event they, they get an emotional reaction from the transphobe or homophobe or misogynist. And he sees the error of his ways and they get happy. And this... Danny just teleported his whole army, and then the head drag queen beat the fuck out of the leader, <laughs> and then said like, "Hey, didn't they tell you not to hit a fucking lady?" You yeah. know, like, and he beat the fuck out of him, and yeah. he hit him where it really hurt. It's fucking manhood. <laughs> you know, I always say never pick a fight with a tranny or a homosexual or a girl because you might get beat up, and then you know if you win, you're the guy that beat up that guy and. And if you lose, you're the guy that got beat up by that guy. So it's a lose-lose. Yeah? Yeah. But And in this episode, like he went at it, and they told him, don't do it. And he did it, and he got his ass beat. And I like that. I like that. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Like, I do. Like, I'm tired of seeing, you know. You know, some people say... The, the sheltering and, and advocating for, you know, transgender rights and, and, and acceptance is PC. But then when they try to do things that are PC, the people that are not hesitating to hurt you, you don't hurt. Like, to me, that's the terrible PC part. You know what I mean? The fact that you won't defend yourself is the PC part. Like, sometimes violence is the answer. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, hey, I can't, I can't be mad at that. I, I, I will say that I do feel like e- every person should feel, uh, or, or every person should have the right to be able to defend themselves from harm. I, I'm definitely with you on that, no question. You know, but yeah, I mean, it, and so in the in the book, in the comic, is that a big part of Danny the Street's focus with the the uh, LGBT like community thing, or is that um, something? Or is that just that's a part of it, but it's not okay. that. From you know the little bit that I have checked out, it's not that that big a part. It, you know, it's just that's just who he is or she is. Yeah. You know, and yeah. and. and in this episode, like like I said, like at the beginning, it's not really about that, but it's about that for the guy that gets sucked into the quote, quote unquote sucked in to the town, to the street. It's that for him. And then the rest of the episode revolves around that because that Bureau of Normalcy is hunting Danny down for that agent being lost, you know? And since that's that agent's issue, that's the main focus. But if you look at the scene 
when they're in the cabaret, the little drag show, like there's uh-huh. people, there's a dude in there that just dresses as a clown. Like he might identify as a clown, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, I was, I, I was, cause I was really high when I first saw it and it was amazing. So then I watched it sober and I was like, okay, it's cool too. But when I was sober, I could actually see like, not focus on the stuff I was focusing on and, and see the differences, you know? Yeah. Um, it did have a musical number that when we were high, we were like, man, how long is this thing going on for? <laughs> uh, it was three minutes. Now, watching it sober, it was like, in fact, let me check my, I actually still have my timer on there. It was three minutes, uh, 40, 14 seconds, and 47 milliseconds. Um, it, it, but, uh, but how many nanoseconds, though? Uh, Apple I'm joking. Do that. I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> Please don't look. So let, let me start it again. I'll get back. <laughs> to you. Um, but yeah, it, it that's not that long. I guess what made it feel long, and you know, seeing it that scene a second time, is the generic pop preachy song that they did made it feel long because it wasn't that moving. It wasn't that like it was very preachy and very poppy and. Like, for me, it was like pulling teeth listening to it. Was like bullying? Huh? You said it was like what? Like pulling teeth. Oh, like pulling teeth. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, it just, it wasn't, you know, some pop songs can be good. Like, it was like a feel-good song about a dark theme, and there was some dissonance, and didn't connect. It didn't didn't cause an emotional reaction like the whole episode did for me, Uh you know? So it, to me, it disconnected me from it. But and I, and you know, I watched it with Emily, Liz, and Lloyd, and we we all pretty much had the similar reaction. So so I think it was just I didn't a, have an a, issue with the musical number. Yeah, but you know, but at the same time, I think it's like it 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 for me, it wasn't that long, so. I can imagine if you're high, though, it might be different. Yeah. Yeah. This episode of Doom Patrol is a must-watch, and, you know, the series is coming to an end soon. I think they got, what, like, three more or four more episodes? Uh, Look, I'll miss it when it's gone. It got renewed already or no? Uh, I don't know. I hope so. I am curious to see, like, where they go with, like, Swamp Thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, now, granted, Doom Patrol just has a a real good team behind it. Like, as good as the people are in it, like, the the performances and everything, but it's the writers and producers and showrunners that are really good that are just creating a good show. I don't know who they put on the Swamp Thing show. Yeah. I hope it, I hope it's a similarly talented team because it would be a it would be a shame if Swamp Thing like went the way of Titans. Yeah. Like I can't even I don't it's so weird because I can't even I don't even understand how those like the fact that these two shows can be like on the same service you know yeah. And, it's like, it, and it, it really just kind of makes it feel like, okay, well, it really, they really must have like rushed the Titans thing. Like that joint, 
could have been better. And who knows? Maybe season two will be better. You know, I don't know. I mean, honestly, I haven't watched the la- the latter episodes, and I know it sounded like Oz. It, you know, felt like they did get progressively better. So, uh, but I don't know, man. It's like I haven't been able to like put the time aside and have the focus to be like, okay, let me go ahead and do this now. So it says here, Len Wiseman and James Wan are executive producers, along with Mark Verheiden and Gary Doberman. Len Wiseman is famous for Gargoyles and Young Justice. Mm-hmm. Uh, James Wait, Wan is... Le, Le, it's Greg, right? Len Wiseman. Len, oh, okay. So that must be... They must be related. Oh, yeah. No, that's a... Yeah, never mind. That's, not, that's a different guy. That's the guy that did Underworld. Oh. And, I mean, I like Underworld. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, uh, Gary. I actually just watched the movie written by Gary Doberman, and it was a. Uh, it was called The Nun. Uh huh. So that uh, that might be a good fit for a Swamp Thing. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? You know that one scene where the dude like takes the cross from the gravestone and is like walking with it. <laughs> yeah, and he ends up at the bar, and he still has it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. funny. That's part of my criticism with the nun. Like people were like freaking out about it. And for me it was like it was more of an action movie than a horror movie, but it had a horror feel. Yeah. But for Swamp Thing, that's a good thing. I thought fit. it was really good. Yeah, no, it was good. It just wasn't it wasn't, you know, any of the conjuring movies or insidious, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I I mean that that a fit like the nun would probably be good for Swamp Thing. It's horror iconography and feel and and action. Swamp Thing can have action. God knows New Fifty Two Swamp Thing did. I hope I hope it's good. I mean. I would like it to be. See, Crystal Reed is in it. She plays Sophia Falcone in Gotham. I don't remember Sophia (coughs) Falcone. Gerald Prescott was Madame Xanadu in it. In Swamp Thing? She's gonna be some, yeah. Oh wow! She plays Jackie on a um, Walking Dead. I'm trying to think who that is. Yeah. <laughs> who's, who's Jackie on Walking Dead? Virginia Madsen's in it. She's great. Who's that? Virginia Madsen. Yeah. Andy Bean is going to be Alec Holland. I don't know who that is. But but who's Virginia Madsen? Oh, she's from Sideways. Oh. Like I mean, the, she, the main woman in Sideways? Yeah. She's okay. been in a lot of movies, but 
that's my favorite one that she's in. Got it. She was in Candyman. Oh, okay. The fir- the original? The first one? Yeah, the original. That's the one I didn't see. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. It's not available anywhere. She's on a TV series called Designated Survivor. That's a pretty decent show. Mm-hmm. It's like if Jack Bauer became president. <laughs> yeah. So should That's we do it. some some news before? We nah, let's go. Tiger Claw's got to work. Oh, Tiger Claw's got to. Okay. Yeah, we should head out. Tiger Claw, play that rap of music. All right. Tiger Claw, why don't you give me some final thoughts, buddy? Go see Shazam. You'll love it. And uh, this weekend, go see Hellboy. But I don't know if the movie's going to do well or not. I never saw the originals. Oh, jeez. That's fair. Jay, final thoughts? Um, Next week, we're talking about... Uh, the first four episodes of the Rising of the Shield Hero. So if you want to join in the conversation, maybe check it out. We'll talk about it. Where can we find it? On Crunchyroll and Verve. And what's it called? The Rising of the Shield Hero. Got it. Moses Magnum. Final thoughts. Um... Rob Zombie just finished shooting Three from Hell and he's going to start working on a new record. Word. There you go again, not being interested. I don't know, man. That's like... I'm not mad at the movie. Your Your friend is in it. Poncho? Yeah. That's awesome. Well, you don't. You're not rooting for him, clearly. No, look, I, I said I'm not mad at the movie. I, I may, I may not be as interested in Rob Zombie musically, but you we're know. talking about movies. We, we, you talk about his album. No, I said he, he finished the movie, and then you know now he has time to do a record. But like, he finished the movie. Like that's the main thing. Oh, I, I thought with you that. said. I thought you said he'd get ready to drop a record. No, he's getting ready to like go in and start working on the Go into the studio because he yeah. finished the movie. Yeah. But the movie's done. Yeah. No, the the movie the movie his movies are usually interesting even if I can't watch watch them. So for the entire Fantastic Forum, thank you all for hanging out with us. We do appreciate you. We'll be back next week. In the meantime, go ahead and hit us on our social media, join the Facebook group. Uh, jump on our Twitter Fantastic Forum or jump on our uh, Instagram Fantastic Forum there as well uh, yeah we'll go ahead and tell us what you like about the show what you don't like about the show what you want us to talk about what you need us to stop talking about this Fantastic Forum only on allgames.com <laughs> <laughs>